Previously on D and D and D, you see yourselves once again fighting uh, Morgan, Uh-oh. Margarine. You get to relive your big fight with her uh, from the other side. She's so mean to me. She's yeah. very. Oh yeah, and you feel the anger now and the frustration in a way that you didn't before. You you get to you get to feel that from the other side. Do we you feel any that. kind of respect or Sympathy liking? Or respect. No, it's all bad. It's all bad Aww. emotions. It's no, all... This isn't like a, oh, we discover she's actually a tortured soul kind of thing. No, she she's sucks. power hungry and evil. <laughs> you feel as as uh, the giant um, sword of the storm giant stabs through Morgan and Ugh. you f- you watch as Margaret Marjorie approaches her and hands her the tear. Oh, God. And you feel as she grabs it and ultimately dies. Uh, and then you stretch back towards the mountains high up in Didradon, where you arrive and travel through the giant maw of uh, the dragon once again. As a it's last, just, it's just clowns and clowns. And yes. clowns. so many clowns. So there are they're all climbing on the uh, oh, oh, God. noodles. Oh, no, you can. There's they're, they've got their forks and they're kind of using their por- forks almost like pitchforks to fling the memories into the mouth of the dragon. <laughs> all right, here, here you go. And <laughs> and uh, hey, look what I can do with this one. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Juggling memories yeah. to each other. This is the consequences of making an offhanded joke. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As a final indignity for the memories of Morgan, the last thing that you see is the mask on a pedestal and the dragon looking down at it, kind of smiling and laughing. And then you fade back into a flash of light and then you're back in the room with Didradon. And you're all individuals again. Holy moly. Wow. They're, uh, they're so evil. She was so evil. Yeah, she really felt mean. Yeah, like no redeeming qualities, it seems. No, it's a good thing we got rid of her. She killed everyone at that ceremony. There was no protection. That was kind of weird, though. If there, if, if There's not supposed to be. It, it, that's been going on for years. They changed the rules. They made it so that every Earthadar heir would get murdered. That little boy wasn't supposed to die. Hmm. Wait, what? What do you mean, wait, what? They changed the rules. I, kn- I knew that the whole thing where, like, the Earthadar heir has to die. But he doesn't. Yeah. The that, actual that was a, process is... And did we see when they changed? Was that when that change happened? That was that... They, they fucked up the chain. Yeah. yeah. They and they're the only it. ones left to then continue the ceremony. Right. And so they rewrote the rules. So they were able to lie and say that it's a sacrifice. Not a, like, ascension. I know, I know. I was simply asking for any audience members oh, who are maybe a confused. refresh yes. since it has been like a year and a half since we've touched on that. I, I didn't know, but. <laughs> <laughs> that was that moment where uh, it is now the living memory of the human Earthadar family who have human lifespans was that it was this sacrifice that had to happen. Okay. The reality of the 
thousand year old ceremony is that at as each human reaches its human its end of its human life there would be a new one that would have to take over and uh there would be the eight this kind of ascension ceremony and this transfer of power with the gifts wait how old are morgan and yana then well i guess morgan is not at any age mm-hmm. now but uh they were elves that were presumably hundreds and hundreds of years old okay yes they did they did age a little bit as you went through the memories they were they appeared more at, in the zabbis age range when you saw them in that temple chamber mm-hmm. um and then as they progressed they appeared older um you know they never were old obviously they were still we have always described the yerenthanius twins as um very attractive do you think they're kind of into each other is it like a jamie cersei kind of thing you know didn't you, did you also feel that way when he was like one's blonde and the other one's red? I was like they're naked in bed, right? And then I, that's the vibe I was getting. Yeah, why do sure. we all a think sexy. that? Because I also was thinking that. And then I was he like, was like they're like, in traveling clothes and they're doing it. something, and it was and it wasn't sexy anymore. But in my brain, they were still naked. It, it was sexy at first. Yeah, yeah you sure. guys immediately didn't think that it was brother and sister. It was them. I mean, yeah, but they're evil brother and sister. Yeah, I'm glad that you guys are backing me up. Yeah, yeah, weird one. But it's just another taboo that makes them evil. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I bet they have. You know what? I bet that they do love each other in a romantic way, but they're above any kind of actual like physical. physical contact. Yeah. Like that's not what they that's they don't need that. So it's like grosser. Yeah. I think that's probably what it was like. They're obsessed with each other. They, yes. They are obsessed with each other and themselves and their lineage and. And the, the themselves in one another. Yes. Well, now we for sure Jamie have to Cersei. kill him. Mostly Cersei. It is. Cersei. That's what Cersei gets out of it. Yes. It's Cersei, Cersei. That's true. Jamie wants something more and he never gets it. Poor Jamie. Remember when those were good. But yeah. It's okay. If you don't like what happened there, just keep listening to our show, which will <laughs> wrap up very satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, thanks for that. Uh, whoa. So, Diddy, I've got, the, I've got this sword. Diddy. I figured I'd shorten it. Diddy? Your funeral. Diddy? Didderdon? Diddy? Yeah, yeah. No, I like it. Yeah, okay. I love nicknames. Me too. Diddy's great. Yeah, do you mind Diddy? Didderdon? Sir? Do I Diddy, Diddy, (laughs) Dum, Diddy, do? Saying and who? I suppose. That's okay. We have some some of the items that we just saw in our possession. I can sense them. I can sense that you have also possessed them at different times and that... Oh, possessing them at different times, the ones that you do not have currently on you, uh, is what allowed you to access some of the memories involved with those uh, objects. They are incredibly powerful. We, my, my siblings and I poured so much of ourselves into these objects and, and what they need to do in order to protect the Earthadar from the, what their job of guarding the power of the cosmos. They need to do so much in terms of... of protection and that is what my object was meant to do uh the mask is to the the sights uh within that that place no mortal being can comprehend and it is only through the mask uh that that they're able to uh prevent their head from bursting by the sheer force of of majesty within the creation of all things. That place being like the place where the ceremony took place? And the place beyond the door. Where we are? No, no where, where, where the, the, the like, battlefield, battlefield, right? Oh, 
cool. The old okay. Earthadarian came out. Uh, I don't know if that's correct. But. How come you have yours? When the ceremony was interrupted, most of the objects were scattered back to their place of origin for safekeeping. It was a failsafe that we built in. Ooh. Just in case anything were to happen, we thought, well, you know, humans are fragile. Most of you mortal beings are fragile. <laughs> that is part of why these objects were created in the first place. But and we thought, you know, they could slip or something and their tiny fragile bodies would break. And then, you know, we would need to start over. So we built in this failsafe where the objects would mostly return back to their place of origin and we could kind of start over if need be. But we didn't anticipate uh, the, the, the evilness. Wait, well, I got a question. What would happen if when the items scattered? You held on to one. Would you get a ride? Free ride? No, we saw the sword burn up. The guy, uh, Yanathan's hand. Yeah, but what if you had like little oven mitts on? <laughs> mm, oh, fireproof oven mitts. Yeah. They Good do question. have those now. Morgan had fireproof oven mitts to touch the stuff. So what if, oh, what if she well, grabbed onto it? It'd be fun? I... Yeah, I suppose that would Never be thought fun. about that? Well, I enjoy flying. I would imagine that those of you without the flying capability would enjoy it as well. Would it work with this one, though? Because the mask found its way back to you. It did. And you're, you're through the door of death. So the only way that someone could presumably steal this mask back from you is to die. But then they can't go back because they're dead. And now I'm a little panicked about our state of being. <laughs> There are other ways to to access this place. Um, you, cousin, are able to do so because you you carry our blood within your veins, and, uh, and it, your companions followed you through that door, and now we're here. It, and you know, as long as no nothing else came through with you, we no, should. That's um, a- okay, we have something to tell you, and it's that something else came through with us. What like an like an Arctic fox or 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 a a yeti maybe we can deal with that. <laughs> the, Yetis the, are real. <laughs> 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 Those were the two options: <laughs> fox or yeti. <laughs> I could not think in that moment of any other winter animal. <laughs> His name is Ced- yeah. Cedric Hammerfist, and he's an evil um, usurper of the throne of Nidoridon, and he wants my blood to find you and use you to get power that part's a little bit funny but Yanathan and Morgan promised him it's a whole thing he's a real son of a bitch <laughs> and if you if you wanted to kill him i think that would be okay you've let this this evil force aligned with these elves into this place i didn't let him so much as he made me our hands were tied a little bit. Yeah. And mine was cut, and I show him my cut hand. <laughs> uh, and like you see that gl- uh, another gleam in the in the eyes or in where the eyes would be uh, of this dragon that you all read as concern. Are we going to get yelled at? <laughs> And then in that Should moment, we not have had friends over. <laughs> uh, and then in that moment, Spaghetti Clown points up with uh, his fork in the uh, in the direction of the ceiling where all of the auroras are. All the tubes lead up, open up into the auroras, and you see that a couple of them start to 
go out. Like, almost like turning off lights. Um. Did that noodle just go out? What does that mean? We gotta change the noodle. <laughs> maintenance? Uh, something must be wrong with the other helpers. The other... The other clowns. Oh, no. Uh, maybe they're too busy farting all over the place. <laughs> savages. Um, David Dodd, we'll, we'll go and we'll find Cedric. We'll make sure he doesn't get back here. But just as a failsafe for us, if he touched the mask, what would happen to him? The mask's primary purpose is to uh, prevent the most powerful, dangerous magics from harming a physical form would be any kind of magic that would uh, ultimately destroy a physical being uh, and cause uh, what you call death. What do you call it? Well, you know... Memory consumption. Yeah, it, you know, it's a different Dinner kind time. of existence, I suppose. <laughs> I call it yummy, yummy, hungry, baby. <laughs> Ice cream, yum. Mm, yum. Ice cream. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's what he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my god, with all the little things. <laughs> yeah. All the clowns. Just yeah, too, the sim too clowns spicy. just fucking paying. Yeah. <laughs> no, <it's> spicy. <laughs> Thank you, Flagetti. Thank you. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> so is, Mar is Marjorie, are you the only one that can handle this thing since you have... Dragon blood? I think any of us can handle it. But my question is, do we leave it here? Where the only way to get there is for me to cut my hand open, open that door, let in some evil bitches, or do we take it ourselves? And I'm I'm having a hard time taking it, because boy, it does seem protected here. Yeah, it does. What uh Sir Didridon, we you oh, know how you would Diddy to Sir Didridon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm switching it, it up. Yeah, um, you know how you, real quick, before, before we leave and, and figure out what we're going to do next. Another aurora goes out. Uh, the, the power that you imbued to make these objects go to where they place yeah. of origination. Can, is it possible to imbue us with that power? What triggers so that, that? So that we could go home to our mansion. Oh my to, God, to can you mansion? give us fast travel? <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then is there a way that we can f fast travel here? <laughs> To what purpose? Well, you you want to just convenience? Go no, I, I, I have I, I have like this kind of maybe romantic thing going on back home. <laughs> <laughs> Probably check in. <laughs> we're just gonna do you a solid here, and we were hoping that maybe you could do us a solid. Oh, nice negotiation, dude. Thanks. I uh, I I don't have power over travel. That's you not said, what but I, you but you this. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. So this, the mask is there, right? The mask is on the pedestal in front of the dragon. What were what would happen if we were to take it with us? Uh, you could take it, but you but to what purpose is oh. like if 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 your goal is to restore these objects to their rightful place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if we were to take it, though, how would we ever? Is there a way to trigger the mechanism whereby it would fly back really fast to this location? <laughs> could we ride it? Could you ride? It? <laughs> or could we convince Cedric? To take it and then have him Blast speed through the, the, yeah somewhere if it's like a thing where you know because it sounds fun but also it sounds like a body can't really handle that kind of speed yes that it would be catastrophic yeah to your physical I would form. love to do that to Cedric <laughs> he deserves it 
if he's already within this space, though, oh, then he wouldn't slam into the side of the mountain. No. So- <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> I, Beth, am having a hard time remembering why it is that we we need to be physically in possession of these things besides to keep them out of Yanathan and uh, now dead, though, Morgan's hands. So Yanathan's hands. Are we returning it to the Earth at our... We're giving them to the Earthadars? Yeah, That's the intention? I think they need them, right? They need them to protect the realms. Yeah, do their need, job. You need yeah. to find, uh, you need we need to to find, find all Hank. these things, and you need to find Hank. And, and then, then, and then we'll be able to, to protect. Then you will restore. Balance. Yes. Mm-hmm. And save the daughters and. The three realms. Yes. The world. Okay. We'll take it. We will take the mask, and we will restore balance by bequeathing it unto the Earthdar line as it was intended. I take out the sword and I kneel and I put it in the ground. And oh, say, that's you cool. have my you have my word and the word of all of us. I am a little bit conflicted because, on one hand, you are on this quest, and you do have our blood, which makes you trustworthy. And the Earthadars seem to trust you, which makes you trustworthy. But on the other hand, you let this villain into my lair. Did you see the memory? Here, Marjorie, show me your memory. Rewind that. Rewind that. (laughs) I could give you the memory. Yeah, what's the harm in that? Of of what what happened just now with Cedric? I suppose so, yeah. But uh, uh, will that make you trust me if I gave you my memory? And lights are now going out more rapidly. It would seem that I am running out of options. I guess I have no choice but to, and as he's starting to finish his sentence, all of the lights are starting to go out. So all of the light that was reflecting off of him is going away. And when it is pure dark, he doesn't talk anymore. Oh. And you can't see him. Oh, no. And you can't see anything. Until you start to hear a kind of mechanical sound and there's like a mechanical whirring and clunking and like And then you start to hear a bunch of voices that aren't really saying anything, but are just kind of like And it sounds vaguely spaghetti clownish, And this is all behind it and then there's a glow in the distance like a big light, a big Spielbergian backlight. As it, at first, it just like blinds you. And as your vision kind of adjusts, you see these silhouettes in this big black light. And they all have long pointed hats. No. And mm-hmm. you see outlines of forks. Okay. All of this is a, this backlight is a white light. And uh, at the front of it, there is one blue and green glow. And as it comes closer and it gets closer, you see this mechanical suit behind this big crowd of spaghetti clowns. <laughs> oh, God. And at the front of this crowd, you see Dormac. Oh. But he's clearly a zombie <gasps> Uh-oh. version of Dormac. No. All the color is out of his skin. Um, his eyes are kind of half rolled back. And he's waving his light of the aurora needle that's kind of guiding this big horde of spaghetti clowns 
and this mech behind it towards you. And now you can see that the spaghetti clowns are also zombies. Zombie spaghetti clowns. Oh, God. <laughs> and then the mech comes up and you hear the voice of Prince Cedric as the light, another kind of like mechanical electric spotlight focuses on the pedestal with the mask. And you hear Cedric's voice boom out from the mech. At long last, I've found it. The mask that will bring me the power I so covet to control Didradon and the whole world beyond it. Stand aside, you you foul being. The people who found it first, you dumbass. Yeah, I really don't like first, you. you. Fucking asshole. You, you, suck. You. You, you suck. You suck. You suck. You suck. the ground, you dumb. You, you, yeah, keep going. Hello. Yeah, you who yeah, suck. God, dude. Yeah, you we're the, we were the werewolves asshole. all along. Yeah. There are no werewolves, you idiot. <laughs> I just keep hearing little doggy jingle noises, and I'm imagining, like, if you can hear them at home, those are the clowns. Little bells jingling. It matters not who found it first, it only matters who found it last, and that shall be, shall be me. Not you. You will be added to my horde as members of my army. Now, prepare to finally perish. Uh, <laughs> and let's roll for it. Uh, he's so lame. He's so dumb. Loser. Hey everybody, Russell here with a few quick announcements and then we can get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 175 of D&D&D. Be sure to follow us on social media at D&D&D pod on Instagram. I, I'm just so used to saying the old thing, but Twitter doesn't exist anymore, so... Uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, sorry, the episode is coming out late this week. Uh, I'm I'm glad I still got it out. Uh, it was uh, a, a busy week at the day job uh, with the strike. Uh, I'm hoping that things will settle down soon. Uh, I in yeah. But uh, as anybody who is currently listening to the show will uh, notice, uh, I have been having some trouble getting the episodes out on Wednesdays. I am considering changing the release date. So you will see if you're listening on Spotify, there's going to be a poll uh, about uh, the day that you listen to the show. Um, and I, I might try to change the workflow so that I can get things out on time. Uh, I'm still going to try to get Wednesday done for next week since we already have this episode recorded. But going forward, uh, it's possible that I may change the day that the show uh, is released just to make sure that I can hit the release day. Uh, it, it's just, uh, you know, the workflow is a little bit different than it was uh, during during the pandemic. So uh, thank you for your patience uh, and we will we will figure it out. Thank you to everybody who stopped by Beth's booth at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, really appreciate that. Uh, especially uh, Alexis, who said that uh, she and her fiance make the mayonnaise recipe all the time. Uh, so uh, thanks for enjoying uh, Cool Melanie's Cool Mayonnaise. Uh, and thanks for trying the recipes, uh, any of the recipes from, from the Patreon. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash dndndpod, uh, where you can get access to the recipes uh, at a certain level. You can get um, other rewards. Uh, Beth is actively working on the t-shirt designs. We are owed a couple of those. Those will come out this year. Everybody who has been a $20 patron and is owed a shirt will get a shirt. Uh, they are coming. 
James and Chelsea are at Midsummer Scream this weekend, if you're listening to this when it comes out. Uh, so if you are there, say hi. Uh, and we will update any other con appearances for any of the cast uh, as they come up later this year. Okay, that's it for me. Thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. All right, the order for the fight is Flack with your nat 20. Yep. Then all the bad guys. What? Of which there are many. Really? Uh-oh. Uh, and then Fletch... Margarine and Zavis. Flack, the only light source that you can currently see in this big dark room is uh, the light that is coming from Cedric's mechanical suit. It's a big floodlight. It looks like there are a few of them attached to his suit, which are uh, backlighting this horde of spaghetti's clown. Um, <laughs> and uh, as well as at the front of it, the uh, the zombified doormat. You can't really tell where this room begins or ends, um, or how high the ceiling is, or if there are any walls. Um, you don't really know what the terrain is, uh, other than that which is illuminated um, by the lights of the mechanical suit. It seems as though you, the floor, when it is illuminated by the electrical light, is a shiny black stone. You run over the the enemies one more time? Yes, there is a large mechanical suit that has Cedric inside of it. Okay. There is a horde of spaghetti clowns. There are many. Okay. And then there is a zombie doormat. Okay. Zombies and undead don't count as corpses, do they? No, they're not. They're not corpses. They are already animated. So you can't you can't you can't steal a zombie. Well, I could have tried. Okay, I'm going to I guess just <laughs> I feel like I always just cast Cloud of Daggers. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the mech has a lot of magic in it, doesn't it? Or wait, I, or does it? From the appearance, you don't know how otherwise it would be functioning. Science? The line between science and magic is understanding. Uh, well, we need to know for <laughs> spell purposes. <laughs> what are you trying to do? I don't know. Uh, I'm assume he's controlling these spaghetti clowns and Dormac through a magic. Can I cast dispel magic? You could certainly try. On Dormac? You could certainly try. So dispel magic, there's a roll to try to dispel certain levels. Um third level or lower is dispelled spells of the spells level or or lower are dispelled um and then you have to roll for other things so you're trying to casting dis- it yeah. at a third level okay. on doormac on doormac yes interesting let me look something up i want to free him you must roll a 20 plus your charisma Modifier. A, a 20 plus charisma? Yes. Modifier? Yep. Good thing my charisma modifier is plus five. And my 20 is a motherfucking. Oh. <laughs> so 11 total? Yeah. 11 that total. Will not dispel the ah. spell that is controlling Dormac. Uh, although you are able, Flack. Uh, for the first time in quite some time, um, as Flack, 
plays his music and casts his magic. Ooh. Uh, it's the sound of the music sails over uh, to Dormac and swirls around him, um, but there is no effect. He continues to lumber towards you. Uh, it is the bad guy's turn. Cedric himself seems content to let the minions deal with you, at least for now, and just waves a mechanical arm forward pointing your direction and the spaghetti clowns zoom towards you in a a, a, they are fast zombies um and zombies yes um and in groups of three they all attack uh each of you so starting with flak all three fork stabs, uh, you're able to dance out of the way. Hell yeah. Uh, and avoid <laughs> the fork stabs. Uh, these spaghetti clowns um, look very similar to your spaghetti clown, who you know. They all have, um, you know, different body shapes and sizes, but they all are more or less the same. The white suit, the purple mask, the big dots, buttons. Um, and um, the kind of strange long nose and distorted features. Although the uh, magic that is reanimating them makes them appear uh, incredibly malicious and and all of the creepy a- aspects of the clowns are exaggerated as they kind of drool and snarl and try to stab you. Uh, Fletch, you're, uh, you're hit by one of the stabs of the fork, um, which squishes with the sound of sauce and noodles as the tines uh, pierce your flesh. You're going to take 14 damage. Oh, man. As one of the three attacks makes contact with your body, though you are able to dodge the other two. Uh, Margarine, you are about to be stabbed by uh, one of the spaghetti clowns after dodging the first attack. Uh, it looks as though there is nothing that you can do to get out of the way of the second. It just is um, right you jumped right in its path. However, one of the other attacking spaghetti clowns um, trips on a noodle and mm. disrupts that attack. Awesome. And uh, stabs its companion instead of you. Oh, hey, what are you doing stabbing me for? Um, they can still talk, even though they're zombies. Oh. Evidently. Good, they so sh- they there's should. this just like ridiculous cacophony of <laughs> spaghetti clowns. So when they yelling were yelling at each other, when they were uh, shambling in here. They were choosing to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was all for effect. We're just pressure. playing around. <laughs> uh, Zabbis. Uh, you are also stabbed um, by one fork. Uh, you take uh, 12 damage as you feel the squish of sauce and noodle against your body and the stab of cold stainless steel (laughs) enter your flesh Dormac is going to Margarine, he is going to cast a spell at you no, Dormac, no Uh, it is a magic missile Oh no! Which hits and uh, always hits. That's the whole deal with Magic Missile, even though it doesn't uh, do a ton of damage. Where are all my fours? He was supposed to come with us. He was my friend. Six damage. 
as the magical bolts slam into your body. Cedric just laughs as he watches you all be attacked. Uh, and he starts to move toward his mecha- his big mechanical uh, suit towards the mask. He gets about halfway closer from where he was. Fletch, your turn. Mm. You have three spaghetti clowns uh, around you attacking you. Hey, what are you going to do about it? Eh? What the heck? Uh, I don't know. How about this? And then I stick out my hands <laughs> and I, I cast with my <laughs> elemental disciplines burning hands. Okay. Nope, you like fire. <laughs> and then I, uh, yeah, I'll use my key to do this. And so it's 3d6. Oh, uh, they have to do a saving throw of uh, seven. They have to beat a 17 on a deck saving throw. Each creature, 15 foot cone. Okay, so you mm-hmm. get all three of them. Yeah. Uh, and they have to, I have to beat a 17. Whoop. Uh, all fails. Ah, Three failures. Nobody likes bird spaghetti. (laughs) That is very true. Do you have anything to say, guys? Or are you just going to be burning? They scream in agony. Great. And Uh, then for my second turn, how far away am I? Roll your damage. Oh, yeah, I did. It's 10. Okay. And then for my second um, attack or action, I would like to... um, How far away am I from Cedric and his machine? 60 feet away. So I can't get, I can't catch up to him. Not in this single turn, but you could get closer. Okay. I'd like to, uh, yeah, I'd like to hop over and okay, roll, get close. Okay, uh, roll acrobatics. Yeah. To jump over the burning spaghetti clowns. Mm-hmm. Ah, my face! My uh-huh. face is burning! <laughs> 12. Okay. Um, it's not the best jump. Okay, I but burned you, my hand. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, like it, your clothes are singed a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but you do land on the other side of them, and you make your way closer to Cedric. Marjorie, your turn. Three spaghetti clowns all around you attacking. Beyond ah. that, a little bit further away is uh, Dormac, the zombie Dormac, who shot you with some magic missiles. Past Dormac is Cedric. Between you, spaghetti clowns, and Cedric is the pedestal with the mask on it. Disengage okay. means that I, I can leave without getting a without attack, attack. opportunity. Yes. Do I have to use... So I have cunning action, yep. which says you can take a bonus action on each of your turns yep. to take dash, disengage, or hide. Yep. Can I do that now? Yep. And then I'm move. I'm going to run towards that mask. Okay. You get to the pedestal. I do. Yes. Great. Ah. Fuck you, Cedric! And I take the mask. <laughs> the mask, you now hold it in your hands. You realize it is a... Think about it. Really think about it. I am trying to think about it. Because I'm. What the problem is, is I keep picturing the fucking electric mask from Zelda. And that's <laughs> not at all what it is. But, like, that's just what's in my head. <laughs> or the, like, wooden mask from the mask. <laughs> which is also not what it is. That's kind of closer to what I was picturing. It is closer. It is closer, but it's not made of wood. It is uh, It is a simple face mask with eye holes. And cucumbers? What? No, not cucumbers. Not cucumbers. <laughs> what a silly thing to say. <laughs> it's very therapeutic. I think uh, of Jabberwockies when I think about this mask. Just like a plain-ass oh, ivory white that's mask. Cool. I was thinking of Majora's mask. It is uh, really? It is more in that vein. It is not ivory, though. It is now that you hold it, 
um, and it catches the light from Cedric's machine, um, you see that it is made of what seems to be onyx, oh. a shiny black stone. The edges of it are sharp. Really? <laughs> roll Arcana with advantage. Let's okay. do that. All right, my first roll, nice. My first roll was a 10. My second roll was a nat 20. Okay, nice. yes. Uh, you are able to avoid the sharp edges of this mask. The edges uh, along the outside as well as the eye holes and mouth hole are all very sharp as the stone comes to a very thin knife-like edge. It doesn't have any way, as far as you can tell, to affix itself to your head. Um, it is only the mask itself. As you hold it, it shrinks. And I, and I size it up to my own face. And it fits your face. Ooh. Hmm. Fuck it. I put it on. Oh, wow. I put it, I, I press it against my face. Uh, when you press it against your face, you feel- And I whisper, but before I do that, I whisper to Didgeridon, uh, whatever payment is needed. And I put it to my face. You feel as you put it to your face. And after you say that, wait, I'm sorry. You said this to Diddy? So far as I... Is he still there? You can't well, I don't see know. him. Oh, yeah, he went dark. He went dark. But I okay. figure if he is, he'll hear me. Okay. Because he's probably paying attention to that mask. Fair enough. When you say this, or after you say this, and when you put the mask to your face, uh, you feel those sharp edges cut into your skin. Oh, no. And you feel the warm wetness of blood cover your face. And it streams down from your forehead, covering your eyes and clouding your vision. The world goes red for a moment. And after you recover, you feel a little almost lightheaded and woozy. Uh, and after you recover, you can see all around you, almost like code in the matrix, what you know as old people language, describing every single thing. What? That you look at. There's that shot in Jurassic Park of the raptor uh, underneath the grates that has all of the, the DNA code it reflect, you know, in shadow yeah. over it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what it's like with everything. There's there's all of all this language over everything. Everything is described. Everything is named. Everything is a sentence structure to it in a way you can see this whole thing written out the whole the whole narrative of existence is there in front of you wow okay it is overwhelming at first and that is going to be your turn zabbis three spaghetti clowns all around you oh Blast him with magic missile <laughs> at level four. Okay, that is a uh, sorcerer's spell. So, so I have to roll. Let's see what happens with my wild magic in this place. It got 17. 17 will trigger wild yeah, magic. Yeah, I just looked at the DNA sequence that you're talking about. That's insane. Mm -hmm. What I'm seeing is insane. The projector. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is just covered in really, really, really closely curved uh, text. 50, 52. 52. Uh, this is from West uh, Aether. Aether? Sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. Thank you for suggesting this. The target of the spell, so one of the spaghetti clowns, becomes drunk and has disadvantage on on all rolls for the next minute. So you've just you've just made an intoxicated spaghetti clown. Great. And now you can roll your damage for your magic missiles. Are you split? Oh, oh I guess it would be all of them. 
Because, are you yeah, splitting? Yeah, I was going to split them. That's why I did Magic Missile. Well, then that is, yes. So all of the spaghetti clowns attacking Zabbis are now fall down drunk. Good. Yeah. yeah. Used a little bit too much vodka in that sauce, huh? <laughs> <laughs> My damage was five. Five per, p- five dart, five, five. Six darts, each does five damage. Uh, you split, I imagine, two darts, ten damage per each guy. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, oh, I, uh, they all scream out in pain, like, oh, my aching head and now my aching body. And they're all drunk now? They're all drunk now. <laughs> um, and they're kind of stumbling around into each other. Flack, it's your turn again. Uh, what about Flagetti? Oh, Flagetti can act. Yes. Okay. Well, Flagetti is a healer. I don't know if you know that. He's a good guy. <laughs> He's going to cast Mass Cure Wounds for Flack, Margarine, ranges 60 feet. Is everyone within that, range? Yeah, that'll get everybody, yeah. Okay. Yes. I think Flack, Margarine, all of us. Yeah, all four every, of us. Yeah. yeah. I think you can get everybody, yeah. Six, yeah. So each target regains hit points equal to 3d8 plus my spellcasting ability modifier, which is, what's that? Oh, three. Yeah. 19, everyone take 19 heals. In this space, uh, Flagetti's healing magic stretches out from the fork. Uh, noodles wrap around all of you. <laughs> then the blue-green aurora glow kind of lights up the noodle and the fork and then stretches out into all of you and then heals you and you kind of glow. Slurp for it a up! <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 oh, God, I could get real gross. Um... <laughs> But yeah, you are all uh, encased in this this wet light, and then you uh, feel better. Um, Marjorie likes it. <laughs> thanks. Now, Flack. right? Thanks. <laughs> uh, Flack, you you now can act as Flack. Okay. With my full health, what's um, Seti doing? He is moving towards the mask with his big mech suit. You know, it's like all slow motion bullet time kind of happening. There are spaghetti clowns around you still. There are spaghetti clowns kind of just stumbling around all over. Uh, there is Dormac who is there with his needle wand. Is Seti within 60 feet of me? Yes. Okay. I don't know if this is going to work. Okay. I want to cast... At a sixth, or I'm sorry, at a seventh level, disintegrate on the mech. Okay. Because it can target, the target can be an object. Okay. So I don't know how this works. Let us look at the The spell automatically disintegrates a large or smaller non-magical object or a creation of magical force. If the target, so does that apply to either of these? I suppose it would be a creation of magical force. That would be nuts. And that it would work? be large or smaller. Well, is it a magic item? I mean, it is a. It, it's definitely. Ma- I guess it's technically not. It's what? technically mechanical. Yeah, I suppose. What does creation of magical force mean? Yeah, like because it says that, that is that is that is an interesting, uh, you know. Are, this is Creation? an interesting Supreme Court <laughs> yeah. interpretation. Well, if of, I were to interpret it, he used magic to to create, to create this shape because yes, he, he used he, magical he force to make something. Okay, it but it's a not walk. a magic 
item. No, it would not. It is not an inherently magic item the way that like the mask is a yeah, magic. Yeah, a magic item. item is unaffected by the spell, but a creation of magical force is automatically disintegrated. It would be a <laughs> creation of magical force. It is not something that is inherently magical. Yeah. So yes, uh, boy. <laughs> I, that's what I do. I disintegrate his fucking mech. <laughs> uh, you. Oh my god. What is the What is the music that? that you play for disintegrate sound like <laughs> what's your disintegration tune <laughs> that echoes throughout this space as the beam of disintegration energy which like all of you kind of have this moment of like memory because we're in this memory space of the disintegration that hit flack you have this kind of like flashback was it the same of spell light. a thin green ray yeah, of light yep it was a disintegrate spell Aha, we're having a flashback oh my god a flashback <laughs> inspiration for flashback yes. oh nice dude you all have this moment of your flashback of disintegrate <laughs> uh where flack was disintegrated and now you see as the mech is disintegrates as the beam makes impact with the the mech, it starts to turn dust and the dust spreads until all of it, including the lights, are engulfed. Everything goes dark. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear a big thud and a, oh, <laughs> my mech, my butt. <laughs> and that was so wait, are we all in complete darkness Complete now? darkness. The only person you can see now is Margarine. <laughs> the werewolves are back, Cedric, run! No, no, you've revealed yourselves to be the werewolves. Damn it, we did say that. <laughs> I'm on to you now. My my clowns will get you. They can still see. Can they? You don't know. You as Spaghetti Clown James can't see anymore. There is something that, that your good Spaghetti Clown is missing. <laughs> but you don't know what it is. Wait, what's missing? Some whatever allows you to see in this space. Okay. Yeah. He's missing a heart. <laughs> if I only had a heart. <laughs> uh Marjorie, you can still see. It is the bad guy's turn now. You see Cedric is starting to bang two things together and he starts making a spark of some kind. So you get flashes over in his direction. Uh, so you have a vague set. You all have a vague sense of where he is in relation to other things. He's like flint and steel or something that's making a spark. He's trying to do something. You don't know what you don't know what, but he's trying to do something. Uh, the spaghetti clowns around you are all going to try to uh, continue to stab you. Like, oh, I know you're kind of here. Um, and with disadvantage, Fletch, you are hit. Oh. Uh, you're gonna take nine damage. Who did that? It was me. <laughs> it wasn't me though. Just to be clear. Oh, I do no, sound the it same. <laughs> Y'all sound the same. Marjorie, you're okay. Zabis, you get hit with a crit. Whoa, no. no. Yeah, Whoa. you're going to take twenty-two damage. What the oh fuck? shit! Good thing I healed you. Yeah, no kidding. Twenty-two damage for Zabis, and then Flack. You're a-okay. Yes, you're good. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Dodged again. Uh, they all miss. 
Dormac casts light on his needle and bright light in a 20-foot radius around him and dim light and an additional 20 feet um, illuminates the area. So around Dormac, you can now see that Cedric is trying to like... He has what looks to be like a small welding tool or something, like a blowtorch kind of thing. He's trying to... He, he's taken one of the forks from this uh, spaghetti clown and he's trying to uh, attach it to another one. He's like trying to build something. <laughs> the other spaghetti clowns you can see around Dormac and Dormac is ca- has cast light on his needle. Uh, and Cedric says, Dormac, even in death, you're barely useful. Bring the light over here, damn it. And now it is Fletch's turn. Mm. Fletch, you oh. are getting closer to... Dormac and, and Cedric, you mm-hmm. could get there on this turn if you so choose. Behind you are the three spaghetti clowns that you jumped over that are, uh, you know, shaking the ash off of their persons. Right. Uh, and around you uh, in different directions are your team members. Um, you can see uh, nearby Margarine has the mask on. And you can see in the light from uh, Dormac's needle the blood seeping down her face. Ah, uh, yikes. Um, okay. I'm going to go rush to Marjorie's aid and try to talk and say, Marjorie, uh, are you okay? What's going on? This stings. Okay, so you're still you. Why are you bleeding? Can I talk? Can you hear me? Yeah, you look at Fletch and you just see Fletch Stormtail all over, <laughs> <laughs> all over him. I can see everything. There's every, every like fifth Fletch Stormtail, it says Wood Elf. Like there's just uh-huh. other, description, other descriptions of him. Like, uh, like... You're never nude? <laughs> what? Now's not the time? What <laughs> the heck? That kind of tracks. <laughs> I asked if you were okay. I not if I was in what you just all said. All of your secrets are written out in front of me. I can see words. I know how. I know all of the old people language now. Oh wow! That's probably why Cedric wants the mask. Then you think that he knew that he could see words? No, but I just put it together that if he got it, it would be really bad. So Definitely. we need you to be protected. So, uh, do you even need me then? I don't. I always need you, Fletch. Oh, thank you. Um, um, what should I do then? Just make sure Cedric doesn't steal me, and that's all I need. Got it. Is but it? I've got these, and I hold up the carving tools, and I wink at him. Although I don't know if that translates. I probably can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you keep yeah. definitely. You just, like, there's just like a pause and Marjorie's head kind of moves a little bit, but like, you don't know what. A little bit more blood comes down. Like, <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Sounds good. I'll make sure uh, that Cedric doesn't steal you away. Are there, is there any plant near Cedric? Is there any, like, does he have a flower plant or material? A... Not that you can see. Okay. Well, I'll just go uh, run over. Did anybody eat a watermelon recently? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I know. Can I DM mm-hmm. pull a memory out uh, of my head? I don't know. What are you trying to do? I would like to remove the memory of Flack eating the watermelon that stole my weenus. <laughs> And I would like to take that memory and throw it towards Cedric to see if the clowns will want to go eat it. 
That's hysterical. If but they this only is, but they only eat clowns as as bits. If this they is only too eat bonkers, memories as bits. Yeah. If this is too bonkers, I also have a suggestion. Okay. Uh, as Fletch is conceiving of this plan in his oh no brain. <laughs> what? Oh no. <laughs> uh, you can see the words. On, on his like head and watermelon his face weenus. Watermelon start weenus. To, yeah, start to rearrange <laughs> and you start to see some of the words which you all see as, uh, as like black text some things start to, to glow blue green aurora-y they, there starts to be a kind of uh, you can see that there's a kind of memory thing or what you have learned to be memories Whoa. start to kind of like form around his around him as a aura or or aurora uh like around around and above his head as he's like trying to he's like oh, can i do this thing he's like formulating the plan that mike <laughs> just described in his head can i reach out to touch it and it kind of like blips like when you activate a shrine in Zelda. It like, what? yeah, there's like a, there's like a, you can, you, it see, appears as if you can manipulate with your, with your tools that you said you held up. Oh my God. Like pulling taffy. Yeah. A watermelon seed, eh? I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with this one, but I just start working it. With I, I start crocheting an idea. <laughs> I think it's for me. It's, it's a watermelon. Yeah, See, and as you, as you oh. start to do that, you're oh. like pulling that memory out of Fletch. Does it hurt? What? Does it hurt? It doesn't. It doesn't feel good. You you Fletch are reminded of what that process was like. Like all that all the associated memories of that come back to you of like you being Rupert, you not having your elbow, you mm. not like all the, all the frustrations so of late season two, early season oh, three no. for Fletch. Are I like, look, uh, Flack looks over at Fletch and sees him giving him a weird look. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, right. Like all <laughs> top of him on top of the pedestal, just like chain yeah. stitching words together. Yeah. Wait, you can't. We can't see anything. No. Now you can because Dormat cast a light. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So now everything is kind of like dimly lit from one central point. I just had it. It was watermelon, but now I'm remembering all this other stuff that I hated. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, and Marjorie, you can see that you're you are gathering this into a object of some kind that you're making. A tiny glove. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't know how to knit a lot of stuff. I, I have tiny hands and it got cold at night. So these are fingerless tiny gloves. Uh, right. What's going to happen? I don't know. D&D and D is a Moorpark Media podcast and a Spotify preferred partner. Written and edited by me, James Gressel. D&D and D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Bradloff, and Mike Sigan.